Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a deep dive into the National Center for Family and Marriage Research Project about single women who don't want to get married. Since 1970, the research shows that the rate of marriage in the United States has declined by almost 60%. So let's work through the study details, and then Dave and I are going to have a family chat about why this is happening. You tell me that the single ladies want to stay single. All the single ladies? All the single ladies. All the single ladies. I'll I'll be very transparent. Not a big surprise if you've ever listened to this show, but I'm very team marriage. Very team marriage. I'm all in. Okay. So now that we've laid that groundwork down, um, you're going to have to defend marriage right now. You ready? (laughs) You're going to tell me why marriage is good. Okay. Why it should work for more of a a single ladies. So the marriage rate number, um, the number of marriages is the lowest that women are are deciding not to marry. It's just a rate that's just been, I mean, it's just been declining since the 50s. But it is the lowest it's been in over a century. Let me break it down a little bit more. It was the highest ever in the 1950s at approximately 65%. That 65% of women uh-huh, were married. Uh-huh. Okay. Who were like, they used the, the, this is what's interesting. The They start at age 15. So 15 okay. on up. So when they did the measurement in 1950, that's where it was at 65%. And they today it's less than half of women. It's at 47%. That surprises me. Mm-hmm. That less than half of women are married. Yeah, who are who are in that age, you know, category to get married. And still, a lot of people still are still counting it at fifteen. Uh huh. Isn't that weird? That's all. I thought that was a little young. Yeah, it's way young. Yeah. So I I don't even I just kind of like went. Oh, that seems like a that seems way too young. Um, like 20. I guess if they have to randomly choose a number, yeah. there you go. Um. There's also been, according to the study, a dramatic increase in the number of women who are separated or divorced. So if you look back to 1920, less than 1% of women were separated or divorced. Today, it's 15% of women, you know, if we're asked on an application or something for whatever, you know, when you go to the doctor's office, or you're single, you know, um, 15% of us say we, we are either separated or divorced. So you have two things at work here. You have women who don't even want to get married in the first place. And then you have a group of women. Or don't have the opportunity. Don't have the, yeah, don't have the opportunity to get married. 
or women who are divorced or going through a divorce. Um, I think what this is showing us is that today's woman isn't marrying. Isn't marrying at the rate yesterday's woman was. Okay, so you and I are both on social media. We watch a lot of TikTok. Oh, wait, is TikTok banned here? We watch a lot of Instagram reels. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I have a hard time keeping track of it. We're on social media. Why do you Uh, think it's happening? Okay, so have you ever heard of the, the, the three sixes? No. This is what women are looking for. The three sixes. Oh, tell me what according, I'm looking for. According to social media. Okay. <laughs> that's my, the three sixes. Let's see if I can remember it all. Six-figure salary. What? Six feet tall and a six-pack. What? I don't know. This is not even in my top ten. <laughs> Which one do you get rid of? The six-pack? Yeah. <laughs> I want the dad bod. At my age, you kind of have no choice but to, to not worry about the six-pack. <laughs> okay, so that, okay. that's kind of the, so you think the women, cute answer. So, so, why, so why do you think, if, if you had to say from a guy's perspective, why do you think more women either can't get married or don't have the opportunity to get married, don't want to get married, or are just flat-out single because they've gone through divorce? Why? Why? What's your take? Okay, well, let me just build it off of the... The three sixes. Okay. The six-figure income, the six feet tall, or the and the six-pack, your standards are too high. And they're not too high by a little bit. They're too high by a lot. Do you know how many people actually qualify for the six-figure, six-pack, and six feet tall? You keep going. This is going to be the Debbie show in about, <laughs> in about two seconds. One percent. One percent of guys qualify for the... The, the three sixes. So not I not even on. I, I don't have a checklist. That's great. Yeah, that's that, be, that's helpful for your if your there's perspective. Any, if dates. there's anything on my yeah on my checklist, it's are you a nice person? You know, are you a genuinely nice person? I don't ask about salaries. I you know, I don't care. If you say you have a job and you better have a job, I mean, don't don't lie to me about it, but. But yeah, that kind of stuff just doesn't even hit my radar. Don't have a criminal record. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, please, please don't have done prison time. Um, here's what I think, and I had to write this out because I was getting so wound up thinking about this. <laughs> I didn't want to, to come across as though I'm bitter because I'm not. I'm in a good place. Women have had to do battle with men. To earn the right to have our own bank accounts, to have our own credit cards. That didn't happen until the 1960s. We had to do battle for equal opportunity in the workforce, equal pay for similar jobs, equal access to higher education. And a lot of the equal opportunity in the workforce was happening before my own eyes when I was younger and I was seeing only men, for example, anchor the news. And it was a big deal when they allowed a woman to sit next to a man on the anchor desk. So we also had a battle for equal access to higher educational opportunities. So we have fought to become a force of our own. And I think, from my experience, too many men are still stuck in the 1950s mentality than think that we need you to financially support us and 
give us things and provide a roof over our head. And in exchange, we're still going to make the meals and do the laundry. And it ain't like that anymore, men. It's not like that anymore. A lot of women are earning more than six figures of income. They have their own health care. They bought their own home. They pay their own way through school. And so what are you bringing to the table that is going to enhance my life? And if it is a list of chores to do, no, thank you. That's my take. I think this is a man problem, and women are no longer interested in getting hitched only to be the main laundry doer, the main meal maker, and the breadwinner. There. Is it just the D- Dave show now? <laughs> what do you think? No. How do you react no, to I, that? I, I, I'm interested to see what your perspective is, right? I mean, I, I think a lot of us are are trying to figure out you know, when we're looking for a spouse, when we're looking for a relationship, what kind of expectation do you have? And that's great. You know, there, there are a lot of people that find a great deal of satisfaction in being a homemaker and doing the meals sure. and the laundry. Yeah. But for you, that's not. Right. So does that, does that change uh, who is interested in you or who's you're interested in? Absolutely, it does. Do you think a lot of people actually find satisfaction in doing the laundry? Well, we all do things we don't like to do, <laughs> right? But, sa- but when you're found, contributing, I've wanted to find satisfaction in doing the laundry because it never ends. But they're just eight zero one five seven five talk. Do you vote? Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives the realities of grief and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, for Team Dave? Wait, what's... what's <laughs> You're on married life. I? You're on married <laughs> life, right? Didn't you say you agree am, with marriage? I'm team marriage, yeah. I'm You're for team sure right. team marriage. Yeah. Or? Are you on Team Deb? If you want to get married? You're team single? Team single. If you want to get married, you got to bring something other than, hey, bring home the bacon and make it too. 801-575-TALK. 801-575-TALK. I'm curious. No, if you anybody out there agrees with me. I'm going to make you pitch the biggest benefit of being married in just a second. Um, We are talking about this recent study. It's been all over the national media that 60%, there's been a 60% decline in women getting married since the 50s. And if you are going to use, Dave, two-income household as a benefit of being, you can't because you could live together and have a two-income household. Well, I, 
I guess you could make that argument just about on every one of my points, right? Companionship, children, all of that you could have, mm-hmm. you know, without getting married. Um, I, I do think when you are married, you have instant access to companionship, right? You're like, yeah, you could live with somebody. There's also a commitment level to it. I see. When you are married, let's be honest, if you're having a bad day and you kind of hate each other that day, you know, which is fairly you're common. You're not going to move out. Well, you, you're not you, going to move out or break up, right? Yeah. Like, you're not going to send the breakup text. It's not easy yeah. because yeah. we know divorce is very difficult. Oh, yeah. It's very expensive, which is, I think, kind of a good thing in some ways because oh, okay. you don't easily make that decision. If you're with somebody and, and you've made a life and you've made a commitment, you, it shouldn't be easy to just be like, after one fight, know that the, the string can be mm-hmm. cut so easily. Mm-hmm. I think the marriage, okay. the commitment, the inconvenience, the difficulty of, of breaking up, I think that adds a certain layer of of intimacy and closeness and trust that is invaluable. Uh, I waited until I was 28, which now seems very young, uh, to get married and I've been divorced. I'm going on, I think, six years, seven years. It'll be seven years uh, this summer. So I have 22 years of a committed and mar- you know marital relationship. We're married 21 years. And single for about 17 years, if you, if you count you know moving out of mom right. and dad's house, right, until, until I got married. So I, it's kind of neck and neck. And, I, and, I, and I've laid out my case for why I think more women are not getting married, not interested in it, don't look for the opportunity to get married, don't have an opportunity to get married um, or divorced, whatever the case may be, more and more women are staying single. And it was, in a nutshell, and we're going to get to your phone calls as well about this, but in a nutshell, it was, look, I mean, we have our own bank accounts now. We've been able to do that since, believe it or not, just the 1960s, bank accounts and credit cards. Um, you know, we can put a roof over our heads, uh, we can buy our own flowers, <laughs> um, and it you have to bring more to the relationship than, than uh, you know, 1950s, hey, honey, when are you going to do the laundry and when is dinner going to be on the table? And I think men, a lot of men are struggling with that. So it can't just be, hey, honey, I'm here. You want to, you know, you want to get married? You have to bring a lot more to it, and that is you have to be a partner and not a 25% partner. It has to be 50-50. Let's take phone calls. Mitch and Orem, team married or team single? Um, I'm not exactly sure where I fall. I, I guess I'm a little confused by the whole conversation. Oh. If, if fewer women are getting married, doesn't that mean, for the most part, fewer men Probably. are getting married too? Yeah. Like, I yeah. I. I don't really know why we're talking about women specifically. I think well, this is what the study looked at. This is just, what the study looked at was women. Yeah, I just think culturally, marriage just doesn't make as much sense to people nowadays uh, in general. Not just women or men, but just in general, right? Uh, like, hey, let's go be with who I want to be with, and why do I need this document to say that I, you know, am in a committed relationship sort of mentality. Yeah, there do, does seem to be less benefits of marriage. Um, for example, if you can go out and get your own credit card and you can get buy your own home and you don't need your your husband to do that, which is what was happening 
many, many years ago, women could not obtain these things on their own. It wasn't legally possible. Yeah, but it wasn't it's been, offered. It's been a long time. Yeah, I mean, let's still, be honest. There's generations. But we're generations looking at a number from the 50s where that hasn't to now, been and that's where the drop-off is, was from the 50s to now. Ashley in Layton. Ashley, what do you think? So I am team Deb and team Dave. I'm a little bit of both, but okay. I think I am a single lady. I have been single 42 years. I know why I'm single. I'm single because I'm headstrong, stuck in my ways, and my health is crap. That's why I'm single. Oh. But I have dated around the the uh, like young adult wards from the LDS church and things like that, and I agree with your previous caller. It's the men that have the commitment phobia, not the women. Men. Because every time you go into any type of place where there's single people, they just want to date. They don't want the commitment side of it. They just want somebody that they can have fun with and do what they want to do, but they don't want any commitments there. So that, yeah. And so it gets really frustrating, that, but it's mostly the men. Yeah, they're it's not looking the for a if commitment. You go to the young, yeah, if you go to Thanks so much for your phone call. I think you bring up an excellent point. I mean, if men, men are the ones that are traditionally the ones who are asking, and they're not asking, then there you go. John in Bluffdale. John, what do you think? With Team Deb, for this reason, I had the most wonderful marriage you could ever have. I lost my sweetheart to cancer in 2002. Our marriage was a partnership, not a dictatorship. We had a joint account. Women have the ability to see through things, situations, and people that men don't have a clue about. It's not about this satanic right-wing hell of woman submit. Marriage is a partnership, and I wish I had my honey back. Aw, John, thank you so much. Virtual hug from uh, Broadcast House. Thanks so much for your input on that. David from West Valley City, all in on marriage or staying single? Feminist sickness from the 1960s tricking women into hating men and hating marriage, this is not natural or normal. It was created by the CIA, Gloria Steinem. Okay, all right, here we go. Let's go on to, is it Caitlin from American Fork? Yep, I am team marriage. <laughs> all right, why? Why are you all in? Um, so I was listening a little bit earlier to kind of what you said, and I totally agree with the being married on paper um, just adds that much more commitment to the relationship and honestly i think marriage is an awesome thing you get to grow together as long as you know both parties are willing you grow together experience life together mm-hmm. you know you struggle together i just love the idea of having that person with you you know what i mean yeah and i i totally agree with you and that's been my experience i i understand you look at marriage though when you know, 45, 50% of marriages and in, in divorce, uh, and you have children, you've got custody battles, it's expensive. I, I can see why, if you look at it objectively, you can see a lot of downsides to getting married. But I think the the benefits of, of having somebody and finding the right person yeah. and committing to them for decades. Do you think there's commitment phobia? No doubt. Yeah. Well, again, because oftentimes marriage, I think, 
there is a practical aspect of it, but I think there's also very much an emotional aspect. Mm-hmm. You want the emotional connection. You want that emotional commitment um, where you you vow and you promise to be together and you commit. Sometimes it doesn't work out, but um, yeah, I, I tell you, I think the the benefits when it when it's good, uh, there's nothing like it. Straight ahead, Boyd Matheson um, joining us to talk about an opinion piece that Dave spotted in the Washington Post on expanding Congress. More folks serving in Congress. I'm curious about this one. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.